What's going on, friends? Welcome back to Edgework live here on the Edgework HQ YouTube channel, part of the Header Hammer Betting Network. Guys, we got a loaded slate for you today here. We're going to be running through a bunch of games. We've got 10 games on the slate for you. Quick reminder, if you guys want to pop in into the chat, uh, please feel free to do so. If you have any questions about the games, we'll touch on those questions as we run throughout the show. And then I also want to give a quick shout out before we start here to our sponsors, over at BetStamp. Easiest way to improve as a sports better is to use multiple sports books and to always get the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp. BetStamp compares odds across every sports book for games, futures, and player props. Save time, save money. Check out BetStamp before you bet. Download the app today. And if you're looking to sign up for new sports books accounts, please check out the offers available over at betstamp.app forward slash edgework or check out that link in the description. If you sign up through that page, it helps support. The show here, guys. Don't worry about Zach. I just kidnapped him. I have him <laughs> locked in my basement. He's alive. I decided I was going to take over Edgework today. Alex, Matt, how's it going? You guys excited for the show, Alex? Yeah, yeah. I think um, rumor has it Zach was uh, scared after the Leafs lost, spineless effort in overtime after a big milestone, pretty cringy moment when they uh, Riley calls the whole team out there, and I was ready to lay into him, and he just couldn't show his face here, so it's too bad. That's too bad. That's all right. I'm I'm here for the least punishment, Matt. Any any thoughts on on that uh, John Tavares thousandth point into a disgusting overtime loss? Uh, no, just a congratulations to Tavares and his family. His dad very excited. Uh, you know, great job, man. Thousand points, really, 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 really cool, man. Really, all yeah. the dads are excited. Really. I think, right? All all of them, yeah. Should be. Uh, <laughs> I mean, sucks that Mitch Marner couldn't get an assist on that goal, but that's another issue for another day. Um. Anyways, let's let's uh get into the games before we do, guys. I want to quickly talk to you about, we saw a lot of stuff happen over the weekend with the Department of Player Safety stuff, right? We saw Erica Branson with, with his hit from behind, Nick Cousins hit, excuse me, Erica Branson from behind, then both come out of the box, a little retaliation, a little back and forth stuff there. Um, and then we saw, I believe, David Perron, I think it was Artem Zub, kind of stuff him there after the Dylan Larkin hit. There was a lot of stuff going on this weekend, whether it be hit from behind or just, um, I guess, players taking... Uh, taking things into their own hands, right? So I want to start off here just to asking, like we saw Erica Branson get a one-game suspension for being an, I believe it was an aggressor is what the term that the Department of Player Safety used. And then we also saw David Perron get six-game suspension for what he did to Artem Zub. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you here. Any thoughts on like just the, the lack of uh, the lack of consistency here with the Department of Player Safety, the lack of consistency with refereeing across the board? Any thoughts in general about just these decisions and what we saw over the weekend? Well, I mean, you said it like it is, it is a lack of consistency. That's what it boils down to. I mean, you kind of put the policing of the game into the player's hands when you have refs not holding guys accountable for stuff like Nick cousins. And like mm -hmm. at the end of the day, honestly, Nick cousins should have been tossed from that game immediately after that hit from behind um, was not tossed from the game, got jumped, would not answer and fight. If he had just fought initially, Again, nothing happens, but like, so it's kind of, it's obviously it's on, it's on the rest for not tossing it to begin with. And then you, you know, could Branson kind of taste it to his own hands. Like, what do you expect is going to happen when you leave him out on the ice and to play the rest of that game, guys are going to go after him. He turtled the first time, he turtled the second time. Like eventually, I mean, you either have to answer the bell or the refs have to kind of take matters into their own hands. And now good Branson getting suspended out of all this is pretty insane. Um, not as insane as the fact that uh, the one thing I learned this weekend that was probably the most shocking piece of information is that Good Branson is only 31 years old. Um, <laughs> he's had a graying beard for like 
eight years, I, I honestly thought he was maybe pushing 40 just based on how long he's been in the league. So kudos to him. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I, I'd be, I'd be livid if I were him, I would, uh, I would have had the same reaction. I think most guys would have the same reaction to be, you know, on the receiving end of such a dirty hit like that. And then to not even be able to get a little bit of vindication by, you know, you go after him and he just turtles and you end up getting a penalty and then he stays in the game. You go after him again and he turtles once again. And it's just like, I, I get being livid from his point of view. Um, the fact that Cousins was allowed to stick in the game after, and it was just, it's insane the way they handle these things. And um, I don't expect any changes or any uh, corrections anytime soon. So. Yeah. Fair enough here. I, I mean, it's just what, what I, I don't understand the message that the department of player safety and like the, all the referees across the board are trying to send here. What do they want from the players? Right. Cause it seems like it's mixed messaging here. Do you want, players to be able to take things into their own hands do you want like the referees to do their job and protect players what is the end goal here and i feel like the nhl doesn't even know matt do you have any thoughts on this whole debacle ordeal bastard yeah well i mean it's always been this way though right like from a consistency and consistency standpoint because i mean at times it can be a difficult sport to uh not only officiate but you know kind of patrol after the fact where I kind of feel like they were they felt obligated because of just the the look to give him any kind of suspension, and so like the one one game suspension, it's like ah, it's Eric Branson, like nobody's gonna, it's you know we're not taking like you know a key 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 player out of uh, out of the lineup for one game, but it's like okay, you know he's basically semi ragdolling this guy around on the ice, mm-hmm. and they just you know from a PR standpoint, they just go like yeah okay like that needs to get a suspension. And it's the type of thing that, like, you know, if he hits him in a certain spot and the guy, like, breaks his neck, it turns into a Todd Bertuzzi scenario where, you know, 20 years ago, that's, like, getting suspended for an entire season, right? And it's, like, the the two plays aren't really all that different, right? Like, one guy with no interest in fighting, the other guy with a high interest in fighting, punching a guy in the back of the head. And, like, 20 years ago, it's, like, sorry, man, you're done for, like, the rest of the year and the playoffs. And then here, it's, like, it's just one game. Obviously, circumstances leading up to that a little bit different because, you know, Bertuzzi wasn't the one who got hit necessarily. But, like, that's the change that we've seen. But, like, they're never going to just let it go and be like, oh, yeah, we're, you know, he was in the right to, like, pound on him after. Like, that's just not the way the NHL operates. So, like, people being up in arms and, you know, it's like, okay, just throw it in the the the, the bin with the rest of the inconsistent rulings or, or however you want to sort of frame it right but there are so many different circumstances that go into these sorts of things so you know i don't think it's the easiest thing necessarily but which is why i don't kind of get you know up in arms about it and again like you know it matters who it is and in this case it's erica branson so like nobody's gonna miss him for one game right if erica branson was just scratched next game like he wouldn't even you know it wouldn't be headline news so it's an easy suspension to make so that they go yeah see this like scary bad thing that this guy did even though we think that like he was probably in the right to be that mad about it they're just gonna be like yeah okay like there's your suspension folks now you know there's people who want like five six seven games because again like they're used to the old days where you know that might get that you know that type of reaction from the nhl so but who knows right like you could have told me that he didn't get a suspension you could have told me that he got eight games and i'd be like yeah cool like the nhl like whatever they want to do right like that's just how it works yeah yeah uh, Alex, if you wanted to jump in here, I was just going to say, I, I'm just shocked that, like, again, I, I didn't expect it to be that that short. But, again, it's mixed messaging here, right? So, by giving him only one game, are you telling the players that, yeah, you can go ahead and do this because you'll only get a game? And then on top of that, like, 
It's like like you said off the top, Alex, it's the simplest thing of just just kick Cousins out of the game after that hit. If it's if you're even thinking about like it was, correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't watch the game live, but like pretty sure it was a five, and then they lowered it to a two. It's like mm-hmm. if you're even considering giving him a five for it, just kick him out at that point. If it's if it's it's a it's a what is it mid December game. Like it's game 30 of the season. It's inconsequential to like Nick Cousins is inconsequential to this team yeah. making the playoffs. There's really no big ramifications for kicking him out for one game. It calms everything down. Like it's just, I don't know. It's just uh, frustrating yeah, to same, watch. Again, it's the same we, circumstances suspending Branson, right? It's like, are we really yeah. missing Nick Cousins for like a period? Right? Because no, I believe it was like, right. I think it was the start of the third. It um, was the third. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, just, just do it. Like no one's. If the idea is that, like, even if you go and you review it and it's not, like, the most hit from behind you've ever seen in your life, it's like, how about we dissuade people from even getting into that position in the first place? And if that, you know, if 1% fewer hits like that happen because you kick Nick Cousins out of a hockey game in the third period, like, I think that's probably the right thing to do, right? But it becomes down to these officials who don't officiate the game. They just make calls. Right. And there's a difference between just making calls and actually officiating and refereeing a game and, and sort of treating it as this organism where you're, you know, you're making calls based on circumstances and, and not just being like, well, like, what was the exact angle that he hit him? And like, what? it's like, just just toss him, man. Like, you, you've never refer, you know, you've obviously refereed a thousand games before. Like, you know what's going to happen next. Yeah. Right. This isn't rocket science. This is hockey, right? Like this literally every game, this is exactly what would happen if that circumstance went down. Like it's just not that complicated. And as you're and as you said, like it starts with the refereeing. Yeah, and it's it's silly because again, like I, it feels like the referees did it to give Gibranson a chance, but and then like to to get his like retaliation or his opportunity. But in the end, it's like yeah. now he gets suspended. So it's like I mean, did you really give him a chance? Like, I don't know. Anyways, uh, let's let's move off this topic. Let's get on to the games, guys. Just want to quickly remind everyone, if you can go ahead and smash that like button, it will do a great help for us in the algorithm. It will also get Zach unlocked from my basement. So if you want Zach out of the basement to host tomorrow's show, make sure we get that 50 likes here. I see we're only at 12 right now with about 30, 40 people watching. Let's get up to 50 likes here so that Zach is able to host Edgework tomorrow. If not, you'll be seeing me again on here. Let's get right into the games, guys. Uh, let's start off with Carolina. Heading into Ottawa, two teams have kind of disappointed throughout this year. Uh, Carolina right now, minus 123 favorites on the road uh, to the Sens. Sens obviously at home here. Alex, you wanted to start with this game, so floor is yours. Give it give it away. Yeah. Um, these are two uh, teams that, like, over the last month have really morphed into very strong defensive teams. Um, not exactly what you maybe think when you look at the Senators and kind of the makeup of this team, but uh, – they have been um, one of the more low event teams in the NHL at five on five over the last month, especially. They're uh, only, I think, only two teams have uh, only one team have had fewer overall uh, expected goals at five on five per 60 minutes so far in the last month. Sens are giving up 2.3 per 60. Hurricanes giving up 2.5. Um, Hurricanes generating a little bit more offensively. But, like, again, we know the same old story with the Hurricanes where they are unable to convert those opportunities all that often. Maybe, you know, a game against Jonas Corposalo is a bit of a cure for them offensively. Let's hope not because I am on an under here. This is, uh, again, just two teams that are playing good defensive hockey and not generating much. The Sens have got very little going right now they're converting chances at a bit of higher rate but like i don't expect that necessarily to continue they definitely have to see a little bit of regression at some point um i mean yeah so i think that uh this total is just too high and the fact that what's the uh what's the best kind of thing available we're looking at here uh so we're looking at uh 
plenty yeah, of get- plus 100s available plus one a couple of shops have a plus 105 out there uh, especially if you're up in canada you got the pro line good old pro line plus hanging that 105 so yeah so i think anything uh, anything plus money here uh under six and a half is good for me i don't think that we should be i think this should be closer to like you know minus 110 ish on both sides at uh six and a half yeah it looks slightly juiced uh towards the over there the over is at minus 120 and again like we said the under plus 105 here at the best available price gonna lock that in for a full unit here matt any thoughts on this game or you want to just skip over to the next one no i actually i'm actually really close to carolina here um as there was some minus 120 in the market earlier uh this morning minus 125 widely available 123 over at pinnacle as well yeah, so we're ticking up a little bit away from kind of where I was hoping to get kind of anything under minus 120. Uh, essentially here over the last week or so, Carolina's uh, market rating has been dropped uh, three, four percentish, right? And why is that? Well, it's that they're, you know, if they lose tonight, they will have gone over for Canada. And yeah. with, four, with four straight losses going, you know, coast to coast here. But we got three one goal games. And with the sort of outlier being getting blown off the planet, Piotr Kachetkov got getting blown off the planet in Edmonton, which at this point, like, joined the club, right? So it's like, is this four-game loss a function of Carolina being that much worse than they were a week ago? Or is it three one-goal games and Piotr Piotr, uh, Kachetkov, um, you know, landing on Mars here? So uh, I don't, you know, I kind of think that it's just kind of a, you know, unlucky week in a lot of ways, because this could very well easily be a two and two type of situation. Mm -hmm. And this price would be probably closer to minus 135, minus 140 uh, against a Senators team that like, you know, it's a bit of a shoulder shrugger, right? Like, eh, okay, it's a Senator. So, you know, when it was down to minus 120, I'm like, oh, that's a pretty cheap price for a Carolina Hurricanes team that, by the way, from like a motivational angle, is a team that has lost four games, right? So even though their play Mm -hmm. might not equal a team that's lost four games, in their minds, they're like, you know, we should probably get out of Canada with a victory here at some point. So I think you're going to get sort of a full focus from Carolina in this game. I imagine Kachetkov's not going to be in the, you know, in between the pipes for a while. Um, So, you know, I'm with Alex as far as the, you know, being interested in the the total. Uh, But for me, I'm kind of looking, you know, price shopping here a little bit with Carolina and may pull that trigger on minus 125 here. But we'll sort of see um, where this price goes throughout the day. So if you want, do you want to lock it in maybe like a half unit on Carolina right now? Or do you want to wait? Is no, like I, honest, I need like to know that uh, Kachekov is not going to be uh, in okay. that just to sort of be sure about that. Okay. All right. So well, Kachekov, all like I understand like the hate around Kachekov, but like all things considered, he hasn't been terrible it's kind of a couple bad games against good offensive teams that have dragged his overall numbers down um so like again i i think this could be a kachekov game and i'm i'm fine like playing the under was not like that was factored into my consideration where like i'm not totally concerned about that and when i say that i'm waiting to see it isn't necessarily that i'm not going to bet carolina if he's in but mm-hmm. if as you say right like there's a pervasive disinterest in betting games yes. with Kachekov when he gets announced then the price moves and then I will come in and bet on Carolina at you know something obviously better than minus 120 right so I don't think you know with Ranta I'm going to get minus 120 back but with Kachekov we can get something closer to pick him here that's yeah, where totally. I will hop in yeah 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 right. and I think no, that's even good. like honestly that's even a better look to wait for the check club confirmation and wait for Ottawa money to come in and then play back on it because yeah, like Rant is just as prone to these blow up games. And I mean, yeah. the was good in his last start. He's had, you know, his last like five starts, he's had three that were like, I 
gladly take those starts tonight for this under. So yeah. Yeah, and if it was listen, if he was getting blasted by anybody other than the Oilers, it's you know, yes. it's a bit more of a red flag. But if that's if people are going to get upset about that and and uh, devalue the Hurricanes with him in, then we're going to get a better price. And that's I you know I just want to know what my price and goaltender association is when it comes to yeah. betting this game. Yeah, and sure. uh, Jordan in the chat, Jordan mentioning that Kachekov is the first off the ice here, so he's probably likely that he is in net here. Um, obviously don't know confirmed hundred percent, but that's a pretty good, usually pretty good indicator on whether or not, uh, who's going to be starting in net here. Let's move on to our next game here. We got the most important team in the NHL, the Toronto Maple Leafs against the New York Rangers right now. Toronto on the road for a little back-to-back action in New York, uh, Toronto right now, a plus 146 dogs. Got to assume that's because Martin Jones is probably going to be starting for the team here. Alex, I'll leave with you. I know you love the Leafs, So tell us a little, your thoughts on this game. Yeah, um, the Martin Jones experience is going to be uh, fantastic, hopefully. But uh, I'm not. I mean, I was I was hoping to get on the Rangers in this spot, just kind of a, not a great spot for the Leafs, but the prices mm-hmm. has really baked that in. So um, don't really have any interest betting the Rangers at this price, especially. I mean, it's been ticking up all morning too. So not something I'm dying to do. But uh, for me, I'm looking to the total instead here in this game, and um, I am going to be on the over. Uh, let's see what the current prices are. Best price plus one ten is available. Is plus one oh eight out there at six and a half. Um, just a quick question for you though. I, I yeah. I mean, this is this is a rogue number, but an 06 minus one fifteen. Is that something you'd be interested in? Or would you rather yeah. take? No, uh, at minus one fifteen. Like at minus one fifteen, I'd definitely rather take the over six. Um, I I'm fine locking in the six and a half though at like mm-hmm. the plus one oh six, plus one oh eight, plus there's plus one ten there too. Um. Any of those are fine. I think that's a bit fair. But if you do have access to that over six minus 115, I would prefer to play that for sure. Um, so, I mean, basically just like what this boils down to is the Rangers. I Coming into the season for me were a team where I was like, I want to bet unders on the Rangers. And that was maybe true early on. And that has quickly become not the case where this Rangers team is like turning into a, an over team. They're Pretty high event team right now. Uh, last, you know, in the last month or so, they're six and expected goals for per 60 at five on five. Fourth most goals against per, six, uh, per 60 minutes at five on five. So they're turning into a pretty like running gun back and forth team. Defense has dropped off a little bit. Offenses continues to tick up. Um, they can score goals with anyone pretty much this team. Leafs near the top 10 in both over the last month or so. Obviously, we know their defensive shortcomings and their, uh, you know, talent up front. So especially in a, on a back-to-back here with like you're either getting the Martin Jones experience or you're getting swimming Sammy on a back-to-back. So like either way, you're not too concerned here. Um, and I think the fact that they're going to have to mask those, you know, defensive and goaltending issues tonight's game was just going to lead to a higher pace where they're going to kind of be pushing the pace a little bit more. And again, it helps that, you know, obviously the, all the five on five stats support the over here, but like it helps that you also have two of the best power plays in the league as well. So just everything points to, uh, an over here, and I think we're at the point now where the Rangers are truly an over team, and the market hasn't fully caught up to it just yet. Locked in that over six and a half plus one ten here, Matt. I'll throw to you. I was supposed to throw to you first. I apologize, my bad. But uh, yeah, no, that's okay. Alex is way more on top of this game than I am necessarily because my big handicap in this game is like, doesn't this just kind of feel like a game that the Leafs are going to win, and it's going to be like that four three stoot? Like they get a couple of power play goals. Martin Jones isn't even that good, but like you know, you mentioned you know kind of the talent with regards to the Leafs, where it's like those guys just have a high conversion rate. A night after that game last night, where everybody's kind 
kind of making fun of, you know, the the the, the uproar or the excitement over uh, Jonathan Tavares getting his uh, is a thousand point, is you know, because round numbers are super super cool. Um, um, you know, and it's just you know, it's kind of like oh, Martin Jones, like he stinks, and then all of a sudden, like the Leafs are like end up as plus one fifty, which would be sort of my target price, plus one fifty underdogs, and and come up with a victory here against the Rangers. So uh, haven't made the bet yet if this thing goes to plus 150 because of again disinterest in martin jones it's not like there's travel when it comes to this back-to-back as well right mm-hmm. so you kind of have to factor that in i imagine they didn't change hotels just because they went from long island to madison square garden uh, i imagine they probably did more travel from wherever they're staying i imagine downtown uh, manhattan uh to to the game last night than they will tonight so um yeah this you know again uh, just a play on the idea that like I think the Rangers are still a little bit uh, overrated. I think the Leafs, especially in this spot, because it is sort of that kind of, you know, dicey spot, are a little bit underrated. And, uh, you know, again, it's a backup goaltender in Martin Jones, but, you know, backup can bring it every once in a while. That's all we ask from mm-hmm. for the backup. When they're being a backup, it's when the backup becomes a starter that you have lots of issues. So when Martin Jones has to get the heavy workload, you don't want anything to do with Martin Jones. But the reason Martin Jones is in the NHL is because he has at least, you know, somewhat excelled uh, in, in, in used sparingly. So yeah, just kind of reeks of a leaf. So, you know, dad's trip as well, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, let's, you know, they're not going to, I imagine they're not going to lay, uh, you know, a, a bad one here. And, you know, I honestly might correlate with Alex's over, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. I think if this mm-hmm. is a low scoring game, it means that Shesterkin just shut out, you know, shut the lease right down. And so, you know, if you want, if you like the over, I think you might want to maybe even take a little, uh, little, little in-game parlay action with the over and the Leafs and, uh, you know, as a little side, side sprinkle. Love it. Yeah, I, love I, it. I, I said, no, I, I agree. I said that I wanted to bet the Rangers today, like coming into just like mm-hmm. looking ahead on the schedule kind of thing. But yeah. like, again, price is just nowhere where I'm dying to bet it at all. And I mean, I'm to my surprise, the Rangers are still taking money kind of this morning. So I wasn't necessarily because like the line fully baked in the situational spot, the Martin Jones, mm-hmm. the, the everything. And like, again, we still saw them from like a, you know, sh- like shy of minus 150 this morning to now the point at, you know, at least at Penny where they're, you know, over minus 160. So uh, yeah, I, I can't get behind the Rangers at this price at all. Yeah, as a Leafs fan, I feel like this is kind of a gift because I feel like you rarely see the Leafs in like a plus 140, plus 150 range, even in the back-to-back spot with Martin Jones. It just feels like, again, you were like uh, me being a Leafs fan for as long as I have and, and betting as well, I feel like you rarely get these plus money uh, uh, opportunities on the Leafs here. So, um, yeah. yeah. The market in general has soured tax. on the Leafs. Well, yeah, the, yeah. the market is, <laughs> well, has soured enough. on the Leafs. And, and, mm-hmm. and the tax is like, for whatever reason kind of gone away in a lot of in a lot of instances mm-hmm. whether that's them being sort of short favorites at home even against good teams which you know in the past you would see when i say like the long past the recent past you'd see them mm-hmm. being like minus 150 minus 160 yeah. and being like i would never in a million years bet that there have been some like minus 120 type home uh leaf games here and so this sort of correlates to that where it's like the market is sort of four or five percent kind of below um where they usually are when it comes to the leaves now maybe there's a reason yeah. that, maybe they're just I- not that good but you know, I think that, that I think it's like the Leafs were always pretty good underlying metrics, right? And then also like what brought them down was just the fact that this isn't baked into the market, but like the fact that they were just prone to lay eggs, you know, in big spots, yeah, relatively often, right? So I think that's why like market was always high on them because the numbers were good, 
But like, again, the reason why like they were an easy team to fade is because you knew they were just not going to bring it every night. Right now it's kind of come to the point where like the numbers have dropped off, but like the fact that they're still laying those eggs all the time is still there. And it's just like, so I think now the market is like just completely out on them. And uh, I think with good reason and they have to, I mean, there's, there's some work to be done there to turn this around. I think uh, with that roster overall. Uh, yeah, we can talk about that another day. Let's move on to the next game here. Uh, <laughs> let's head over to Seattle. We got the Florida Panthers taking on the Seattle Kraken. Um, right now, Seattle Kraken home underdogs sitting around minus 150. You can find a, sorry, excuse me, plus 150 on Seattle. You can find a minus 156 on Florida here. Alex, I'll let you lead with this one. You're interested in betting this game. So, uh, yeah, let us know what your thoughts are here. Yeah, I was like... At one point this morning, I was like, someone talked me into the cracking because I might just pull the trigger. Um, very happy that I haven't to pulled the trigger. I just, <laughs> I just, I just can't do it. Um, instead, uh, I do have a total in this game. And again, this I've talked about this several times, I think, before on this uh on this show, but the Panthers are just like a dead nut under team to me for the most part. Again, now it's it is kind of matchup dependent, but like this is a team that's just so strong defensively just plays very good team hockey um very hard to generate a whole, all that much against now offensively they're capable of exploding and scoring you know five six goals like on i mean they've done that i think in like half their last uh eight or so games but against a cracking team here that is very good at limiting opportunities against i don't think we we see that and i think that's the only way we kind of lose an under here because i do not see the Kraken generating enough or scoring enough in this game whatsoever to threaten this total. So as long as the Panthers don't have some sort of offensive outburst, I think we're going to be just fine here and just pulling up my numbers here and stuff. Um, the Kraken now in the last month, especially, uh, yeah, they, they are the lowest event team. So I was talking about how the senators are the second lowest event team. The Kraken are the lowest event team over the last month, 2.3 goals, four per 60. And, uh, which is like a just completely miserable mark. Um, and only, 2.35 goals against per 60. So uh really just a boring kind of a slog team at five on five Panthers, 2.39 goals against per 60 at five on five, just very good defensively, very good team hockey. And uh yeah, I think that this is going to be another one of those games. that's just kind of slow paced and hopefully, um hopefully the Kraken can keep the puck out of their net. Cause unless Florida scores five, I think this under, especially getting plus money. Um, I think this under hits comfortably. Yeah, Pinnacle hanging a, a U6 plus 106 here. A couple shops, though, hanging uh, a minus 120 at the under six and a half here, just for tracking purposes. The, the under six uh, plus 100 plus 106 range, both that and the six and a half around minus 120 are widely available here. So, Alex, you can kind of take your pick at which one you'd rather track here. I assume you'd probably be leaning towards that under six and a half minus 120. Is that what you're looking at here? Yeah, the six and a half minus 120. Um, if those were to tick up at all, though, I'd rather play the under six plus 106 as opposed to the uh, the minus 125 at six and a half. But at, at minus 120, six and a half, I'm, uh, I am good with uh, tracking at that under there. All right, going to lock that in there at the under six and a half minus 120, Matt. I'm sorry. I promise you'll lead next game here, but uh, any other thoughts <laughs> on this game? That's okay. Man. Uh, I think Alex was trying to get, was hoping I would be the one to talk him into the crack. I was, tonight. I really was. Um, but no, uh, honestly, you know, you refer to them as a low event team. I just think they stink. I like, and honestly, <laughs> it's that much more impressive that they got dragged to the playoffs last year by the should have been a Jack Adams award. Um, 
winner. Um, so no, like the Kraken are kind of on the no bet for me. Uh, Joey Decord uh, is not an individual that uh, I'm looking to get uh, into bed with, so to speak here with even honestly at anything like plus 150. It's like, no, like this, we, we're going to need something in the twos for me to be uh, all that fired up about uh, backing this Kraken team. So uh, Florida's, you know, once they've got a little bit more healthy here on defense, which of course helps Alex when it comes to the under um, borderline wagon, when it comes to, you know, their expected goals uh, metrics and share and stuff like that. Right. So they're in, I think the top three now in, in the league. So, um, you know, the arrow is pointing up here on the Panthers. And when it comes to, you know, that sort of thing, those aren't the teams that I'm looking to fade in any sort of disgusting brothers type of a type of a wager. I think we'll right, have another right. disgusting brother special later on, though, so we're okay. Well, yeah, and we also I, have a, I am a, here. We have a dart <laughs> throw as well from Zach at the end of the show that we might might give out if we can uh, hit fifty likes, depending on if he leaves my basement or not. Guys, quick reminder again: smash that like button. Does a lot of help for us in the algorithm. We're at twenty-seven likes right now. If half of you were to press the like button right now and you haven't, Zach would be freed from my basement and hosting tomorrow's Edward Edgework show. So make sure you smash that like button here let's head over to uh vancouver here we got uh tampa bay taking on vancouver uh another 10 o'clock game here on this slate vancouver minus 120 faves here uh and matt i, I finally get to lead with you i'm sorry um but give us your thoughts on this game here uh i'm on the canucks tonight minus 120 good enough for me uh fundamentally here the lightning's rating has been increased uh somewhat artificially by the return of on uh, of andre vasilevsky and he has just been kind of okay since returning. And, you know, that can happen for even the best goaltender or one of the best goaltenders in the world when they are joining, you know, kind of jumping into the hopscotch here while the rope is going in the mid in midseason without the, you know, preseason element, et cetera, et cetera, right? So that their rating goes up without actually getting any sort of results. You look at their expected goal share, which is not good. So, like, up front of Vasilevsky, if the Lightning are kind of, you know, trending downwards, and the goaltending isn't there necessarily to save them. Now, listen, that could happen tonight. They could, you know, you could have a shutout. Who knows, right? But from a pers- you know win probability perspective, you know, if I'm finding three, four percent kind of an edge here with the Lightning being a little bit overrated, I mean, they're getting rated like some of the better teams that have gone to Vancouver lately. And obviously, the Canucks rating has gone up. It got a little crazy there after the start of the season, and has kind of fallen back down to a kind of a more manageable, you know, above average, but not, you know, sort of powerhouse type level. And you're getting a team at home who plays really well at home. Again, minus 120 is like a virtual pick in here. So, yeah, I think the Canucks win the game tonight, and they certainly a couple of percentage points of value here uh, on their money line. Locked in that minus 120 here. A couple of minus 122s, widely available uh, number over here. Uh, Alex, any thoughts on this game at all? Or you want to hop um, on this one? I think, uh, again, small sample size, but like I. I, I, I am high. I am high on Vancouver. I've, I've definitely come around on Vancouver quite a bit. So I agree with Matt there. Um, in terms of the Lightning, though, like this is a team that I s- remained high on despite their early season struggles and whatever. Um, I think a lot of that can just be attributed to the fact that this is like a team that kind of knows what it takes to to you know to go deep in the playoffs and how you don't leave it all out there too early. You don't have to go nuts in like you know October and November. Um, we have seen a significant uptick in their play over the last like two weeks or so, two to three weeks. They have over the last eight games, they're at like 54% expected goal share. Um, that being said, they've also played eight games over the last two weeks, which is a lot of hockey. So not an ideal spot for them here either, which is like, so definitely not something uh, 
you know, I'm not looking to back Tampa on this spot, but like I will say Tampa has started to pull themselves up to a range where I kind of thought they would be. So maybe like something to keep in mind going forward, where maybe this is a team that, again, I would have liked to back at one point um, just based on how their play has come up. And maybe the public perception is sort of down on this team overall. But that being said, the market has seemed to adjust pretty quickly on Tampa here. So I don't think there's really going to be those opportunities to buy low on them, um, which is unfortunate because the rhetoric around this team for quite a while has been like, I think Tampa's done. I think Tampa's done. I think this team is done. Like there's nothing left in the tank and whatever, like all the miles have caught up to them. Like, I don't think that's the case whatsoever. Uh, I think they're going to be just fine, but the market seems to agree as well. So not necessarily too many uh, buy low spots. Yeah, And certainly not in uh, like, you know, a, a write them off for the rest of the season type situation, right? No, it's definitely not. Yeah. Fundamentally yeah. when, you know, as you mentioned, the market sort of, you know, catching up, so to speak. I think that has more to do with the fact that Vasilevsky's in net and they're not relying on on Jonas Johansson every night. Um, and until he kind of gets into midseason form, like these are the these are the differences in a money line that like I'm just looking to to play off of, right? Like it's mm-hmm. these are the small edges, and and if they're going to be priced, you know, this sort of way, like I just I don't see that right now. Even if they're even if they, their level has. Uh, improved over you know obviously a small sample size alex mentioned and and Mm -hmm. some kind of sketchy opponents too right like i know alex not big on the penguins there's a couple of penguins games Mm -hmm. in there um you know they got housed by alex's predators um he went out and kidnapped somebody um to celebrate um (laughs) so yeah and listen going to even going to overtime with the kraken is uh you know, it's not all that impressive. Or, or and I mean, terrifying. ninth game and ninth game in 15 days is significant, yeah, especially when you're flying up, from like, you're going from like Colorado and Arizona out West to like Pittsburgh, then back to Dallas, then back home to Florida, then, you know, home again. And then at Nashville, at Seattle, across the country now, and then at Vancouver, like that's a lot of travel. It's a lot of hockey. That's a lot of, uh, a lot of wear on a, on a team in you know in December here, and um, and so. and the furthest that the Canucks have gone uh, since thank, uh, U.S. Thanksgiving was Calgary for a night. They play every other game's been at home. Yeah, they that's went like, to uh, I think that's right? like, like a two-hour flight, maybe not even. <laughs> exactly, and and obviously a couple nights off since playing on Saturday. So yeah, yeah. definitely a scheduling advantage here too for the Canucks. And, and I think insight in the comments here saying eight and three at home, five and eight on the road. I assume he's talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning here. Let's move on to the next game. We got two more games on our slate here that we're gonna be placing bets on. A reminder: if you haven't hit that like button, hit that like button, and then drop some comments, guys. We appreciate all your comments as they come through here. So uh, yeah, if you want to get in on the conversation, please feel free to do so on the right side of the screen right there. Let's, let's go into the, the <laughs> let's go, let's head over to the San, o- San Jose, uh, Winnipeg Jets taking on the San Jose Sharks, San Jose plus 187 underdogs at home here. Um, Matt, we'll leave, or Alex. Uh, yeah, Matt, you know, no, 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 you know what, Matt, I Matt we'll leave with you. Matt, we'll leave with you on this one. Matt, take uh, it away. Let's let's get into the chat. Let's highlight our guy, RW fan twenty three, who's either a Red Wings fan or a right wing fan. We haven't figured that out from uh, last week. Uh, is he just into the position or the team? Uh, the only thing missing there is the disgusting brothers uh, clip. The disgusting brothers. Don't, don't call us that. Of course, we're on the Sharks tonight. Like. What are we talking about? The Sharks are low-key a wagon right now. What is in their last <laughs> the, uh, 
the lowest amount of goals, the fewest amount of goals they've had was four, and that was in Vegas in their last game where they sent that game to uh, to extra time. Um, yeah, listen, if you can score, you know, I'm in, right? Like, this isn't the team. <laughs> I, certainly, they weren't giving up 10 goals a game. But now they're actually scoring some goals here, and the Winnipeg Jets fall into that category, as we talk about all the time with the Sharks and getting these big prices on the Sharks, which is, you know, pretty close to plus 200 here. But honestly, I don't even need the plus 200. Plus 185 was good enough for me. It's the only game that I've actually bet already, and I'm not, I, you know, I don't need to kind of wait around for a price. The Sharks team, that, by the way, is probably feeling a lot better about themselves now after that road trip that they just had than they were through the month, the first month of the season. It's the team that is is, is expected to be la- dead last for the year, will probably be dead last for the year, and we're expected before the season to be dead last. Right, but these things have orders of magnitude, and so when they were getting rated like a team that was basically like fifty percent less likely to win against a, an average team at the start of the season, like they've proven over the last two weeks that okay, they're not good, but they're probably closer to like twenty percent less likely. Mm-hmm. And so- Less likely. So anyway, we're getting to the point here where we're talking about like the Winnipeg Jets being minus 200. I said this before, seemingly every second Tuesday, like to get conceptually, you know, over the course of the season, but not necessarily with Laurent Bertin in that on the road against the Sharks team, who's back home feeling probably pretty good about themselves, getting a, still a pretty big price here against a, you know, above average, but not that much above average uh, Jets team. Uh, RW fan did confirm that he is a Red Wings fan, not a right wing fan. How many of those guys are right wings, though, that he just mentioned? (laughs) Um. Uh, And then inside in the the, uh, chat as well, Kyle Connor day to day while we're undergoing everything. I don't imagine Connor will play tonight. Yeah, probably not playing tonight. But uh, uh, Alex, any thoughts on tonight's game here? Oh, yeah. This is a disgusting brother special. That's, um, I'm all in on the Sharks tonight. I love it. I think this is a a great spot to back them. Um, I mean, like what sharks like what are we talking about with winnipeg even like you've got connor connor's probably going to be out and this is a team that over so sharks offensively maybe not the best team over the last month 2.22 goals for expected goal score for 60 at five on five you know the only team that's been worse over the last month the jets who are now missing one of their best offensive players this team is not generating anything um mm-hmm. it's been brutal i'm on the sharks tonight i like the sharks tonight i also and now I'm going to spare everyone the uh, the L here because I've done this so many times and I can't do it again. But God, do I want to bet the under in this game again? <laughs> I cannot resist a Sharks under. And now you have two teams, the two worst offensive teams in the NHL over the last month, squaring off. Um, I, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to – I'm like in rehab for Sharks unders right now. So I'm just going to hold <laughs> off and uh, fight the urge. But – Sharks is good enough for me, but when they win 2-1, I'm going to be upset that I didn't double down with the under. Yeah, I mean, there's generation, right? And then there's conversion. And, like, when you see the puck go in the net, you know, it's no different than basketball. It's no different when you get hot, you know, um, throwing the ball around in football. Mm -hmm. It's like when you start to have success, right, that can snowball for a little while. And sometimes what stops that snowball is like an awesome goaltending performance. And then you go like, I can't believe we're not getting this puck in the net. That's not where the Sharks are right now. And I don't see that happening with the Jets. So, yeah, uh, steer clear of the under here, I think, Alex. Um, the Sharks are seeing the seeing the ball go in the hoop, so to speak. So, um, 
yeah, I, I, the, obviously four straight wins for the Jets. You go, okay, well, why are the Jets getting uh, this much credit in the marketplace? It's like, well, four straight wins, right? Like it doesn't take much to kind of tick this thing a couple of percentage points in, in the direction that in this case we want it to go here. Um, so yeah, Sharks plus 185 is, is you know, at the very least a play. Love it. And Zach uh, donated us a little parlay here for, uh, for the chat. We're going to get to it after we get into our last game on the board, which is Chicago at Edmonton. Uh, I mean, Chicago, a, a shocking plus 388 on the road here. I mean, that's, I mean, these feel, I feel like you just don't get these money lines that often here uh, in, 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 in a hockey game. So Matt, last, last game for us here. Uh, take it away. Yeah, like we're so close. And, and I think Alex agrees with me. The price here is just a little bit out of control. Same mm-hmm. kind of deal with regards to the Jets, right? Where it's like, yeah, big win streak and people get all excited. And obviously it's the Oilers. So when that happens or when any sort of top team gets on a run here, the Avalanche, you know, even the Leafs, if, if they ever win seven games in a row, um, you know, people get really excited. And it's like, oh, this team can't lose. And it's like, well, yeah, they can, right? Like it's still hockey. It can happen at any mm-hmm. time. So I have written down plus 400 because it was plus 395 earlier this morning. And I was like, are we going to get there to that magic number where if we win one, we're paying for four uh, missed bets uh, in the future? Like that's kind of the way that I think about it with, with some of these, you know, and if we get it wrong, right, we just lost one bet, which we can ha- you know, happen at any time. Uh, the one thing worth mentioning here when it comes to these sorts of things, right, is like, who do you trust in overtime or shootout? And last week we had the Sharks in the Disgusting Brothers uh, role, and they went to a shootout as heavy underdogs. And I watched their backup goaltender, Soderblom, I think that's the, the gentleman's name, just not even close in the shootout. Like it was, it looked like he was one of those all-star game, not all-star game, all-star weekend goaltenders during the like shootout, you know, competition where you're getting like graded on like how fun your move is. And the goaltender's there to like provide an obstacle, but he's like not really trying to save the puck, right? Like that's what the the Blackhawks goaltender looked like against the Predator, where it was, I think it was the Predators, right? Yes, because we were trying to catch a Predator. Um, And so it literally looked like he was just like, I'm going to do some stuff here in the crease, but I'm going to leave like large amounts of area open for you to score. So do whatever kind of fun move you want. And guys were doing like the backhand shelf move and this, that, and whatever. And it's like, if that guy's involved, the likelihood of the Blackhawks winning a shootout or, you know, obviously three on three overtime goes way, way down. And when it comes to these large underdogs, part of it is like, let's just get this thing to two to kind of, you know, the more coin flip circumstance that is three Mm -hmm. on three and the shootout. And so I just got to make sure that Peter Morasic is involved because at least I have some faith that he would make a save in a shootout, which I absolutely don't have after witnessing that horror show last week when it came to uh, solder bomb, just absolutely (laughs) solder bombing in the shootout. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Inside or Jordan, if you guys can let us know, I I doubt they'd be going through practices right now out on the west coast but no. if you guys can let us know that'd be a, a great help if you see that on twitter alex any thoughts on this chicago edmonton game here yeah i mean like the oilers are what minus 470 here whatever between minus 450 and minus 500 mm-hmm. depending on where you shop around i think they're probably uh would be like minus 600 going into an overtime or shootout um the way to get solderblom yeah i mean the way to eradicate that though is to like plus one and a half. So you're getting like plus one, almost plus 160 ish on the plus one and a half, which is like really, really nice. Um, I mean, if you're into like the other sort of, 
you know, in regulation sort of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I think you can get, you know, probably like plus 300 ish, 250 ish on uh, Blackhawks plus a half in regulation. Also pretty good. Like those are probably the ways I'd attack this because yeah, like, I mean, you, you said it, like this goes into overtime or shootout and you've got McDavid and Dreisaitl out there against, you know, Bedard and the corpse of Nick Bellino, whoever else they would throw out there, it would be uh, pretty ugly. And then, I mean, Soderblom or not Soderblom, I mean, shootout. But if, if Morazic's in there, you know, it's like, yeah, obviously I think everybody just assumes like McDavid's going to score, which is, which I it's a fair assumption. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But like, you know, for Dreisaitl, for example, right? Like mm -hmm. his numbers, his goal scoring isn't, isn't uh, breakaway based, right? Yeah. So you're actually kind of in, when you get into that shootout, you're actually kind of taking away, you know, you're, you're actually taking away the, the, you know, skill if you will of dry side like his best skill if you will right where kind of you know that's the whole point of why we kind of consider these things you know coin flips is because once it's just player on goaltender you know history is littered with guys who weren't particularly good five on five and then they were like shootout specialists right so yeah. you know if you're giving chicago their best chances to score our breakaways their scoring probability is going to go up you know, more exponentially than like Connor McDavid's is and, and Leon Dreisaitl's is because they can score, you know, with five guys draped on them or on crazy angles and, you know, obviously using each other as far as like passing across the crease and all that kind of stuff. Right. So like, yeah, they're super, super talented, but like, you know, McDavid certainly has advantage in anything, but it, the, ad, the advantage is certainly way, way less in a shootout than it is over the course of a 60 minute game. Um, it's just, if your goaltender has no interest in actually stopping a shootout, uh, attempt that's where obviously i have to take a few percentage points off your likelihood of winning whereas if this thing just gets to you know overtime or a shootout then i'm going to add a few percentage points obviously not over 50 percent, but i'm going to add a few percentage points towards the blackhawks in that case right so i always get a little bit you know worried about the plus one and a half thing because i mean listen most of the time you're laying you know minus price on that and that's you know, one empty net goal away or or just by the way being wrong which like Sorry yeah. to say it happens sometimes, especially with the Oilers, mm -hmm. where like if the Oilers win, it's probably like five one. But if the Oilers lose, it's probably, you know, three to two. So, you know, I I just rather kind of go for the whole thing here um and, and take my chances at just a monster price of close to four to one with the Blackhawks and like try to kind of, you know, sort of dip my toe in and, and play it kind of half in, half out. Yeah, yeah, that's those prices plus one and a half are crazy. Like, don't get that me wrong. Is, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's nuts. I think I would I would prefer the uh, the plus a half in regulation to the plus one and a half. I mean, plus two and a half and minus one ten is like it's pretty wild. But like, honestly, you're laying minus one ten in a game that could just like easily finish it's six wild. one. If the if the Blackhawks are going to keep it tight, let's bet on them to keep it actually tight, right? Um, but it's like what's crazy is that you're getting these prices. Normally, this is the type of thing I'd be all over. But like, man, this is five on five. Is like they've been awful. The Blackhawks, Oilers yep. have just been mm -hmm. a complete wagon lately. Um, yeah. And then like you're like, oh, maybe we can like get some you know some support on the special teams. No, no, Blackhawks like ten percent of the power play, like seventy five percent of the penalty kill, just complete dog shit basically at all three facets of the game. So. Man, this is like you want to get involved, but I'm just I'm probably just gonna sit this one out and um it is yeah. it's worth mentioning it is a fair price based on like the market ratings of the last yeah. like couple of weeks, right? Which have obviously adjusted for the Oilers playing a lot better. And, and honestly, too. And, and and yeah, and, and playing a lot better, but also like playing 
well and getting something out of it because they were, and I think they were always kind of playing pretty well. Right. But honestly playing better and probably means the goaltender was playing, is playing better than he was at the start of the season or that they were at the start of the season. And then the Blackhawks, as you mentioned, right. Where it's like, okay, we had a certain rating for the Blackhawks expecting them to be not very good. And then Alex mentions like, there's not even like a power play loophole where it's like, yeah, but just don't give up a, you know, don't take a penalty against the Blackhawks. They'll burn you. It's like, no, they will, they will not burn you um, doing that either. So like, it is a fair price based on the recent play for both teams it's just a huge price for, you know, honestly, a mid-December hockey game here yeah. between a team that can absolutely lose and have a bad goaltending game at any given time. And, and if, uh, I mean, and the thing with the whole mid-December game, if this was like, that's the other thing too that's kind of keeping me off is like, if this was an Oilers team that started the season the way they should have and is sitting here at like, you know, 15, 5, and 3, then like, yeah, maybe they, you know, just have a kind of lay an egg game against a team that they think that they can just not show up against and, and win. But like, and this is a team that is still pretty much like in the full urgency mode to like drag themselves back to where they think they should be. So yeah, I, I see the like laying an egg game as much less likely of a possibility here too. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to come on here and tell Jay to hit the clip on Disgusting Brothers and just be full bore into it. But, you know, it's just something that needed to be talked at, you know, talked about versus like the Sharks where it was like, okay, I'm betting that and asking questions later. This is more just like, all right, are we doing this? Like just looking each other in the eye and just being like, is this happening, man? And, you know, again, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it is. I need plus 400. That's what I guess that was my sort of goal here at, when it was plus yeah. 395. Now it's sort of ticking back to, you know, the 380s. I know that doesn't sound like much, and it certainly isn't mm-hmm. that much when it comes to an applied win probability. But, you know, I like me the round number of, of I get four units off of this uh, potential victory. We love round numbers here in hockey. Um, before we before we head out here, Zach is throwing us a, I don't know if it's an alley-oop or I don't, I don't know how to describe this, but he, he was in the chat earlier and uh, he mentioned a parlay, little long shot parlay here for the fans. So if we can get a couple more likes on the stream, I'll be able to let you guys know what that is. Uh, we're at 33 likes, likes right now. Let's get that number up a bit before we head out here. I'm going to quickly recap the the picks for today. And if I can see us get Maybe let's say four. Let's say to thirty-five likes. Small number. I'm not giving you a big runway here. Just get two, one or two more likes here. Uh, let, let's quickly recap though. Uh, we have the over six and a half plus one ten in the Toronto New York Rangers game. Carolina Ottawa under six and a half plus one hundred five. Uh, Florida Seattle under six and a half minus one twenty. Then we have Vancouver on the money line at minus one twenty. And then of course the disgusting brother play of the day. San Jose Sharks plus one eighty-seven here and gonna. Throw this to Zach. Zach mentioned in our chat earlier, said he wanted to do a small little parlay of the San Jose Sharks minus one and a half at plus 420. Parlayed with Chicago Blackhawks minus one and a half plus 754, a whopping 43 to one over at FanDuel. We're going to lay two and a half bucks on that to win 108. And hey, if it hits, it's a, it's a little, it's an extra bet lost in the bank, as Matt was saying earlier. So going to track that as well. Uh, and you can find that. I found that the best price on FanDuel when I was quickly searching through, but you guys might want to shop around because you might be able to find a better price here. Um, yeah, I think that just about does it for us today, guys. Do you have any any more thoughts on tonight's games or anything you want to leave the, leave, uh, leave the chat with here, Matt? I'm close on Detroit. 
plus 120, I think, is the best price available, at least last time we looked about an hour ago. I, 127 is out there on Pinnacle, but everything's at like 116, 114. Plus 127 is a bet for me on the Red Wings. Okay. You want to sneak that in last second here? Let's do it. little bonus at the end here for the... I mean, listen, you wait a few more minutes the way that it's kind of climbing up. Maybe it'll get a little bit better than that, but plus 125 was kind of my target price, so I was I was getting close with the Red Wings. So, yeah, let's uh, let's go for that. All right, that's not going to be in the recap. So if someone skips the recap and doesn't watch this part, they are missing out on one of our bets. So, uh, Alex, and any last-second dart throw for you here before we sign off? I was actually looking at <laughs> I was looking at betting the Blues, um, but then that has now gone completely out of range. So I was like wanting to see if we'd get a slightly better price on the Blues if the market would support Detroit at all. Market is obviously not. Um, so yeah, not down to to get involved there. Um, as much as I love me a, a nice predator, um, I, I love a good flyer as well right now. And uh, the Flyers are playing some good hockey. Not necessarily a train I want to step in front of. Two, two juggernaut. Maybe a cup final preview here in Nashville tonight. You know, you know, Preds Flyers. Dude. Maybe a little bit of uh, a little bit of something there. Um, Sorry, uh, Stanley what year is it? Cup. <laughs> Stanley or, Cup. Or Stanley some other cup, cup that I'm yeah, unfamiliar yeah, with. Yeah. Okay. Did no, I wake up twenty years obviously, ago? Obviously, no. uh, obviously we. Uh, we see this. Uh, we see these two teams and what they are, and I think the Preds are um, Preds are going to be unstoppable pretty soon. And the Fly- man, I hope them. Honestly, like kidding aside, I hope the Flyers keep this up because they are playing some good hockey. And when that team is good, like that arena is bumping, and they're a lot of fun. So uh, I hope they keep. They're this a fun up, playoff but, team. Yeah, they are. They really are. Um, other than that, you know, Calgary and uh, and Vegas, not like prices are kind of right there other games we haven't touched on would be um arizona pittsburgh not shocked arizona. you're not on arizona i'm shocked yeah no on. no i'm not like i know like how could you lay this kind of price with um with pittsburgh <laughs> like, right this now is but like, like this is the team you hate against the team you know one of the teams you like i, I don't know that i like the coyotes as much anymore honestly no. they're they kind of disappointed exactly. me a little bit they're just not quite they're not quite what i thought they could have been they're not exactly what they started the year as um I kind of no Jack Adams for your guy. (laughs) No Jack Adams for uh, Taringi there. Um, Kind of looking at an under there. Uh, That would be my lean in the Penguins Coyotes game. Something maybe I'm just monitoring, see where the price goes, whatever. But uh, have not got on that yet. All right, fair enough. Here it seems like you were talking about the Predators earlier. The only thing that can step in front of that dream and and stop it is Chris Hansen. So um, yeah, let's uh, let's sign off here, uh, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in for today. A quick reminder before you head out: if you haven't hit the like button already, please do. Zach, I can hear him; he's begging right now. He's saying, "Please let me out, let me out." So please, if you want Zach to host tomorrow's show, let's get up to fifty likes before the end of the day. And uh, yeah, Zach will be back here on Edgework tomorrow, but only if we can get to fifty likes at the end of the day, guys. And if you haven't subscribed already, please subscribe to the the channel here, Edgework Edgework HQ. Excuse me, uh, does a big help in supporting us in the algorithm gives us a little boost and one more thing i don't really ask this and i don't, I don't know how often zach asks this but i just if you guys like the show and you guys have some friends who like to bet share it with one of your friends you'd be surprised how far that give could go for christmas uh, yeah like <laughs> you know? give him a little christmas gift wrapped it, put a little bow on it love it i love it so guys uh, we really appreciate all the all the chat support going on all the likes we appreciate it guys so thank you again for that uh, and that just about does it for us here today over on Edgework. For myself, for Alex, for Matt, this has been Edgework, live here on the Edgework HQ YouTube channel, part of the Henner Hammer Betting Network. Excuse me. Uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and good luck on your bets tonight.
See you.